<laughs> I'm not wrong about what I just described, though. You're absolutely right. I was reading cool things and making out with bald girls. Welcome to the show, everybody. How you doing? So Matt Taibbi <laughs> wrote all those articles and then uh, was like around Rolling Stone for a while. And like then it turned out in like 2000 and like around Me Too, it turned out he like wrote all these really fucked up articles for this weird version of Vice that was in Moscow while he was a heroin addict, I think. Like, oh. Was, like, like you were like, what, what, what happened? And it was one of those things where it's like, why did why did they fire him from Rolling Stone? Like, I'm, this is like I'm based on the half memory, and I've smoked some weed. But it was like, what were the articles that he wrote that were so bad? And you read them, and you're like, oh, I see how this was indefensible. <laughs> and he probably he was walking around thinking he was Hunter S. Thompson on drugs and working for like a cool outlet, and he was he was in the shit. And it's like, nah, dude, you just and, stuck. But let's all be clear, Hunter S. Thompson. He was fine, but like you, if you look at all of his work, his best work was it, when he was just a like an article writer for Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah his, his essays were You know what though? His stuff after nine eleven was really interesting. That was when like he like caught another wind because there was yeah, like something really real to be worried about in American culture, and he was like he kind of nailed that shit. If you get a chance, like you read a couple of his essays. As I'm talking to listeners right now, because I'm sure John has, but um. Um, check out his stuff from 9-11 because it was it was very prescient and it was like vicious and angry and uh, beautiful strap in everyone for this paragraph in many ways Gore Vidal filled in the role that you would think Hunter S. Thompson would take and Hunter S. Thompson took the role Gore Vidal would traditionally take in that Hunter S. Thompson was pro-America this was just happened because the world is chaos and Osama Bin Laden was lucky um, God damn it, we got to get rid of this fucking Bush guy. God damn it. And Gore Vidal was like, I think it was an inside job. Also, a bunch of other <laughs> chicanery. And like, no Gore. No Gore. Bad. Now who's pretentious? Gore Vidal references. Come on, look okay. at you. Who doesn't look love Gore Vidal? I fucking love Gore Vidal. Talk about one of the worst fiction writers, best essay writers ever. Just gay and self-loathing. The most self-loathing gay man in the world. Lived with what? a man for 40 years, never admitted that they slept together. Is it a sexual relationship? No. And you can just see, like, the guy next to him, what he would do after dinner was just sing to the guests. And you can just see in this guy's eyes being like, what do you think is sex, big boy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Vidal, there's a there's a great um, documentary about him and uh, the Buckley back oh, and forth. yeah, best, best of enemies. It yeah. fucking rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, and that was, I, was I, I watched 30 seconds of parliamentary bickering the other day and um, I turned it off as soon as uh, Pierre Polivar's smug face came up and uh, just because it wasn't even it, it wasn't even how much like I disagree with everything he says it was um, he had this look that I remember from like shitty kids in high school of just like mm -hmm. I'm cool and I'm funny and it's like no one likes you no one likes you and I just had to turn it off for like pure rage out of that but they the were problem, the best version of that. They were the best version of political yes. bickering. I'm going to literally explain this so this is universal for everyone, which is Canadian politics right now is the worst of millennial culture. It's a Nepo <laughs> baby versus a confident dick nerd. Oh, yeah. And, a, and an impotent do-gooder. That's the problem. Fucking jug meat saying, I... Well, you really hit jug like real that, hard man. then. <laughs> For me? You hit jug real hard. Jug meat sing. <laughs> In the bin, jug meat sing. Oh yeah, God, he's tough. I agree with him on so many things, but, but I'm just, just like, fucked it. You're fucked it. Come on. He reminds man. he reminds me of like a uh, like a an early Corbin or like a Sanders thing where it's like you're a great backbencher and you would make a great like member of a cabinet because you have like cool ideas and. But you're yeah, not you like a leader. You're not able to like rally the people, and so you gotta you gotta take that back seat. You gotta be the power behind. You gotta be a liberal Dick Cheney. Yeah, it's like how Gordon Brown is the only man angry enough to have saved the world's economy, and no one remembers, and no one thanks him. <laughs> yeah, but he could do it though. He was able to like marshal all the the ministers God and stuff and just be like I, we are doing this and you kind of you need that like forcefulness and we don't have someone like that on the left right now as a canadian person with mostly scottish blood that's why scotland is 
a number one best country in the world. You're welcome, everyone. Who saved the economy? A one-eyed Scottish man who's probably <laughs> screaming at someone throughout all of it. Oh, I want to... Well, while we talk about Scotland, this is just a quick aside, but I want to say congratulations to Kimmers because she is uh, killing it in a fitness way and also Baldy. They're in my Fitstifers on my Discord and they're both, uh, yeah. uh, Kimmers is doing a lot of like big lifting and she's getting really strong and she's feeling good. I want to say congratulations to both of you. It's nice to see. I've been also getting uh, going to the uh, bench so I can get Hench. You know what doesn't nice. lie, Chris? Chris, you know what doesn't lie? What? The steel. Oh, <laughs> steel deals in real. Uh, speaking of steel, uh, where Ashley is, is uh, she is uh, in an immersive showing of the Shaquille O'Neal movie Steel mm -hmm. in uh, Belfast. Yeah. Is that where she is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it was actually Steel was an allegory for the Troubles. A lot of people don't know that. And it's not, it's, you'd be surprised how many movies are allegories for the Troubles. Princess Bride. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Braveheart. Yeah. Uh, Kingpin, the bowling Fox movie Saints. with Woody Harrelson. Correct. Um, um, uh, the uh, WCW pay-per-view NWO sold out from 1997. That was about yeah. the Troubles in an allegory uh, way. Operate, Operation Dumbo Drop, uh, where they had to bring an elephant out into the jungle. Yeah. But that one was pro... That one was, uh, was very pro... Um, Oh god damn it! I couldn't remember the other guy's name. Not Jerry Adams. Who's the guy on the other side? Oh, I can see his face. He, he's the ugliest. He's the ugliest type of Irishman you've ever seen in your life. Oh, what's this? <laughs> oh, Eamon De Valera. No, but yeah, good guess. Oh no, the, <laughs> who was the one at the end? Because there was Jerry Adams and fucking the other guy McGinnis, whose name I can never remember. That was on one, the one side. Yeah, and then the other side. Oh, and they have to. They ride in the car together. Fuck me in the I can't eye. remember. I can't. Someone, I can't someone's remember. yelling at the episode right now. Someone is oh, yelling at the episode. They're all yelling at the. It's this. You. <laughs> it's a that no one that we didn't know about, which was podcast host not knowing something, and just you screaming the answer. Yeah. The most frustrating version is there was an episode of Ari Shafir and Bert Kreischer on a podcast. Oh my god. Where they don't know who the vice president is, and it was Joe <laughs> Biden. It was in 2015, and they were like, "Have we had another election?" It was a nightmare. <laughs> Me, I've been having it with the. Um, I'm still doing the the New York Times crossword most days, and uh, I used to do it on my stream every morning, and um, the chat really helped me out. And there there are some that I still read, and I'm like, Baldy would know this. Like, there's one I would be getting. David Hoare would jump in with something. It's just like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I feel so dumb, and I know my friends know this, but what happened to, this is staying blank. This should stay blank. What about that old man that would show up every once in a while? Oh, yeah, puzzle something. He was fucking amazing. He would, he would just show up, rip through the whole puzzle, and then be like, this was really fun. Thanks, guys. Bye. Very sweet, man. Wild. I forgot about him. That feels like a, a million years ago and yesterday. That was 18 months ago. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, because I think I stopped doing it in London, so. No, it's more than 18 months ago. 20 months ago? Yeah, it's way more than 18 months ago. You left August of 21, and it's March of 23. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. My yeah, goodness. It's way more than 18 months. <laughs> Do you know how many times you've moved, Chris? How many times you've said you're going to quit smoking? I only said that right before I left, and then since then, I uh, I did quit for a bit. But then my dad got arrested, and it was a whole thing. Oh yeah, what was that? Well, he, uh, he's had some run-ins. One was, I think this was the drunk driving one, <laughs> oh, where God, I, I, I went I went away for a weekend, and everything was like looking fine. And um, I was like, I can take a little trip and I'll go see my friends. And I was gone for two days. And on the day I left, he got he got a DUI, lost his car and his license for a few days. And then um, and I came back and I was feeling good. I hadn't had a cigarette in like 10 days or two weeks or something. And I wasn't thinking about him like I was just like living my life. And I made it one day with him just pacing around. And, uh, and I was like, no, this is too stressful. And I just jumped back in and it's been on ever since. Here's my question. How does he drop the? Oh, by the way, I got a DUI. Didn't didn't tell me. His friend told me. Oh, come on. Yeah. Also, how do you get home? 
They dropped him off. What do you mean they dropped him off? They dropped him off. Or they called a taxi for him. It's it's tough to tell because he doesn't remember, so he can't tell you the full story. But um, uh, yeah, he got like he will have gotten a ride somehow. It's his address is on his license, so they will have done it that way. But uh, yeah, no, he um, the yeah, under the old people privilege. Listen, I have been lucky enough to know a lot of people that have been arrested for drunk driving. Um, please do not treat me any different, even though I'm clearly now you're better. <laughs> and they all immediately get taken to jail. There's none of this, well, so long, sir. Like, literally, they're like, well, we'll take your car, but clearly this is a stressful thing for you, so you need to head home and have a couple more drinks. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think I, I think I described Sydney before, but it's, it's, a, it's an open-air retirement community. And so, like, the cops are just used to dealing with people whose memory isn't very good, and there's this sort of, like, my dad's very charming, and he was at, like, the lowest, because they sent... I read the ticket that they gave him and there's tears for it. And he was in the lowest tier. Like he just, he'd had like two pints or something. And so it's like, he wasn't like hammered or anything. My guess is what he did is he wasn't swerving around the streets. He just forgot where he lived. Cause where he got picked up is, is the wrong direction from his house. And I know what Bubby was drinking in by where he got picked up and he took a right instead of a left. And then he turned on oh, like yeah. off an exit on the highway and they were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because he was making weird choices. They pulled him over, breathalyzed him. But he was, like, just confused. So they just they sent him home. Of course, classic. Oh, God. Yeah. Is, is it, like, an officially an open-air retirement community, like the villages in Florida? Or is it, like, just sort of, like, that's the vibe, bro? It's just, it's just the town. It's, a, it's, it's four old people. Young, young, rich people are moving in now, which is, like, an odd dynamic to the town. It's giving it more life, which is nice. But um, not gonna, that's not going to last, though. It's, something's going to give. Oh, the One old people. The, the, the old people will uh, die, and new old people can't afford to move there. So it will it will shift just naturally in terms of demographics. That's good. Your dad uh, owns or rents. He owns. He got in just before the big boom. So hey, he, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got like um, he got lonely during COVID, and his friend lives in Sydney. So he was like, "I'm moving," and we were like, "Please don't sell your place." Things are about to go nuts. Just hold on to it. Rent it. We'll take care of the rental. You don't have to do anything. And he went, no, and sold it. And he missed out on a lot of money by selling his old place. But his new place is doing okay. So, but yeah, he got in, like, just in time. Because his hey. it, like the places around him are now selling for, like, double what he paid for it. That's insane. It's fucking stupid, man. He bought it in 2020. And, like, double in two and a half years is nuts. That's not how the world is supposed to work. What is crazy is it's still no one was better at real estate than my goddamn grandfather. Holy shit, was that man basically like he'd put his ear on a rock and be like, buy this now. Like, yeah. Why? I said, do it. Like Which, I mean, there's some things that are easy to tell. It's like, is it predominantly gay in this neighborhood? Buy. I don't want to be it I don't wanna all be, artists in this neighborhood. Right now. Right now. No, wrong. Wrong on artists. You were hundred percent wrong on artists. There are two things you want to look for. Gays. Jews, not uh, Hasidic Jews, although Hasidic Jews are also good. Hasidic Jews are a really good, really good sign. Gays and Jews in that combination bet the fucking farm. Mm -hmm. Those are two communities that like bet in, they improve, and they are also yeah. not afraid to call the authorities and really go into detail about the complaint they're making. Yeah, I have a couple of things I'd actually like to say now that I have you here, officer. Noise complaint, yeah. <laughs> unit 505. I'd also like to, you know, and you also don't know which one I'm doing an impression of. That's how fucking good this point is. By the way, you're looking at two people that looked, lived in Herringay that was scrubbed clean by the Jewish community. Thank you very much. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the Mile End as well. Mile End was like that. West End of Vancouver was like that. Um, although that that was gays. That wasn't uh, Hassets. Um, and they're all just Toronto, like Toronto insanely expensive now. Toronto's the exception uh, where you have to sub out Jews for Portuguese. Okay, no that's interesting. If there's suddenly a bunch yeah, of it's people that, that make It's people that build a community. And make yeah. make things like nice and invest in it, and then it's like they they get in when it's cheap, and then when it's less cheap but nice, that's when that's when people know to buy. It. Just in this case anybody like here listening isn't uh, forever poor in the way that we are, and uh, everyone is, uh, do that. That's what you got to oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I, Why would uh, 
We're all constantly losing money. God damn it. Yeah. It's mostly just here's the thing with uh being a stand-up comedian who mostly does comedy festivals these days. Uh there's so many like just I was just looking at my accounts and it's like there's so many months where there's just there's no money coming in. Like I basically get get play I get paid like some sort of like ransom demander. <laughs> <laughs> like it just gets dropped in my account, but I'm like You're like a Somali pirate. That's exactly what I feel like. like I, just, I feel like some sort of smuggler. I just need to get a couple of shipments over customs. It's very funny oh. to have like to be working hours and not be working on tips and just know how much money I'm going to get. Like for the first time in a really long time, I got paid on Friday. And for the first time in I don't remember how long, I just looked at my hours. I was like, this is what my check will be for. And I was right. And that's and like I've had I had yesterday and today off. Like yesterday, I just slept. I went out Friday with uh, my buddy Mike, who's a pilot. He happened to be in town. We got some cocktails and we had a lovely time. And then yeah, he flies a he, he's the one that flies a private jet. So no, he just shows up. He's the one that I saw in Mexico. I don't know if you remember that, but like my buddy just showed up in Mexico. He's in Puerto Vallarta, so I stayed at his all inclusive for my last night in Mexico. And I don't remember um, this at all? Yeah, it's like. That. He just, oh, yeah. So it was like I was in um, uh, whatever the name of the town I was in is called. And I was getting bored and I was talking to my buddy and he's like, hey, I'm going to be in Mexico. And I was like, where? And he goes, Puerto Vallarta. I was like, fuck, that's like an hour away. Come visit me. And then he's like, I'm not going to have time to visit me, but come stay with me for the night and we'll have a time. And so I was like, yeah, I'm leaving the next day. It's closer to the airport and I'm going to get to see my friend. So we went out. We had a grand old time in the gay part of Puerto Vallarta, which rules and everyone should check out. See. And uh, and then um, then we headed out. So yeah, he just shows up and like he used to come to London all the time, and I'd see him there. Uh, and he's like he's the friend from back home that I see the most because he just shows up wherever I'm at, which is like a yeah. lovely thing to have. It's really annoying because my friends who are always based around Toronto and Ottawa are now finally moving all over Canada. So, oh yeah, see him, see in hell, guys. Like what the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like people going to Fredericton and Sault Ste. Marie, and it's like there's talk of Quebec City. Fuck off. Go wow. fuck yourself. Like, never happening. Never going to no see you way. again. Never going to see I you again. I think I'll have to end up making some trips too. Like, it's the problem is it's too close to friends. It's just like, oh my God. You also forget like how far LA is from things. Ugh, nightmare. Yeah, it's nice that all my old friends, bar one, live in my old hometown is that his nickname <laughs> yeah <laughs> bar one uh he's in he's he's my friend mitchell he's from he's in dallas now he um when we met and we became friends we were both like punk fans and i dressed like kind of like quasi skater with like heavy metal t-shirts and he was he was full skid, like full skid. Oh, like what a Canadian white phrase. face. What a Canadian phrase. Only in Canada did they use this phrase. Is that really just Canadians? Just Canadian. Oh, just that's funny. Canadian. How would how do you describe a skid? How, what's your definition? It's kind of like like kind of a gutter punk, but kind of not like I was called it a lot. Like it was it's kind of like a like a derogatory term for alternative. Yeah, it was like a lot of like military jackets and they all had like black hair and leather wraps, yeah. like whether it's a necklace or a bracelet or something. Um, they all wore uh, Vans or some other version of it before Vans were cool. I do not think they were wearing Vans. I don't remember seeing Vans as a brand in 1997. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Oh, in, talking- in the West Coast. In the West Coast, they were all wearing it. And it was that and Doc Martens. It was one of the two. You were getting Doc Martens at that age? You're out of your mind. You're out of your tree. Yeah. You're drinking. I, I wasn't. My my punk friends were, though. They were all in Docs. No. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those were those were the shoes of the uh, of the, the non-conformists. They all dress man. the same, but don't talk to them about it. They get very annoyed. I'm going to tell you right now, our fucking alt people were, did not have the money that your alt people had. Our alt people were genuinely terrifying. There wasn't any fashion involved. Well, Docs, none of this stuff was like, it wasn't expensive then because no one was buying it. It's like how thrift thrift stuff used to be cheap. That's it was so like crazy. It wasn't cool. So like the prices were really cheap because no one wanted to fucking dress like this. Um, 
and now like everyone does so it's a it's a new day where should i oh say oh my god your thrift store fucking fixed a fucking stupid stupid show thank you chris oh yeah um i um i got uh, uh oh yeah sorry go ahead go on. i was gonna no, say, go was on. About reclaiming reclaiming being an elder millennial oh like, yeah it's just like that's right i'm that thing and just talking about the various things that like like what are our nostalgias for being an uh um like an old person to a younger generation back in our mm. days podcast didn't have ads you didn't you, you yeah. couldn't used to be able to write on things yeah not every social yeah, media this? had the ability to call. You didn't used to be able to make calls on Instagram. Can you call on Instagram now? Yeah. Way to go, guys. They did it. They did it. I do so many more calls on Facebook Messenger than I do on anything else now. And I hate it, but it's because Canadians won't use WhatsApp. Uh, and I hate them for that. I hate that um, Canadians won't use WhatsApp. It doesn't make any sense why they won't use WhatsApp. I don't understand how it hasn't penetrated North America. It's insane because in the I UK would, I, it is it's phenomenal. Ubiquitous. Everyone uses it. It's so much better. I was um, I was just listening to uh, Chris DiStefano on Two Bears. So it was, uh, he was replacing Burt Kreischer. And him and Tom Segura were talking about like being off of social media completely, like just hiring someone. DiStefano said that he gave his passwords to someone on his team and he doesn't even have them. Like he can't log in. He writes tweets and emails them to people and makes videos and sends them over. And uh, and he's like, my life's never been better. And I was like, I that sounds amazing. And I thought about deleting my apps, and then I realized like no one would be able to contact me because everyone in Canadian comedy talks on There's Facebook Messenger or Instagram, and I I need to be able to answer those messages. And so yeah, the, amount of, the amount of comedy clubs I know that are based yeah. off of their avail system on Insta on Instagram Insta Message, you're fucked. Can I say that there's something that I've noticed about Canadian comedy that makes it inherently unprofessional to me, which is a, they all contact through social media, which is ridiculous, but B when they send the messages about the shows, it's just the names and like a loose start time. No idea of how long you're doing. No idea of a running order. There's zero details. It's it's the same as organizing a house party. You know, be here like about eight and, uh, you know, we'll do it's it. So different than when I was. I remember in Toronto when I was there, everyone was so fucking anal about you being there half an hour before a show started. So then when I was like running around doing other sets, there was always a, like, I don't know, man, if you're going to make it. And I was like, I'm not waiting around poor boys pub on a Sunday. Yeah. You fuck. That's, that's changed. I went to, um, I was trying to pick up spots before my JFL showcase. And, um, I went to the corner to see if I could jump on because I knew the whole um, lineup. They were like all old friends of mine. And I was like, these guys, I don't really know the guy that runs corner, but these guys will vouch for me. So I might be able to jump on. And I got there half an hour early because, you know, professionalness. And um, I was talking to the guy and he was like, I was talking to the guy on the door and I was like, are any of the comics here? And he's like, no, man, no. And I was like, it's half an hour before the show. When do they show up? He's like, I don't know, like four or five minutes before the show. I was like, this town has lost all semblance of of taking this seriously. This I is like now that. a hobby for everybody. <laughs> this is nuts. I, I still show up for, for like doing a festival show for an hour. I'm there like an hour before right on the set list. For clubs of that, at this point, I am I am strolling in ten minutes before I'm coming on stage. I got news for you. But even I, even the even the venue didn't seem worried about it. Like it, they were just like, yeah, no, right. nobody, nope, nobody, nobody shows up. <laughs> Fuck like, I have rarely missed a spot. If I have missed a spot, yeah. it's because I have totally forgotten about it, not because I've been late. I will be there. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, I have but, never missed a spot, and I have blatantly taken risks with geography, like yeah. done shocking things. But and I understand that like I've I've done that you know you kind of, especially if you're doing multiple sets then you know you show up when you show up and you get your timings as tight as possible, but like for the whole city just to be like eh, I don't know whatever like as a rule is crazy to me. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I like it's, it. It's wild. I think I'll I'll get into the rhythm of it. I guess, but for right now, I'm just like. Also, I watched. I mean, I sent you messages from the JFL showcase that I watched. You certainly did. 
And um, um, and I think because I'm I'm sort of like disappointed in the quality out here, then that's also adding to my like now I'm looking at other things and I'm like bums. I think I think it's also you just you've been getting some bad batches. Yeah, could, that's could, that's. We were talking on the phone and you were like, I uh, going to a lot of open mics, and then you're like, ah, I don't like the. No, I'm I'm going to start doing open mics. No, 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 you're misremembering. I'm going to start doing open mics, but I'm going to pro shows. Oh well, that's different. Also, I've been ripping farts. It's been very satisfying. Nice, loud asshole trumpies. Um, I'm doing the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I sort of forgot that this festival is going to be hard in different ways than like Edinburgh was. I thought it would be a cakewalk because I've always Mm. done like sporadic solo shows which is great so you get this concentration of people that only want to come as that's opposed right, to like you, the of the sunday all that sort of stuff yeah to give to give to give the listeners some context john would go over with a package show where everything was pre-organized and you didn't have to do any promo you could just sort of run around and be a silly boy and then once or twice a month you would do an hour show and it would pack out but this year you're doing the whole would, thing yeah it would be like between like three to 12 times in the festival as opposed to every day mm. and like you're way taken care of and stuff like that it's just more a struggle for certain things and also just like sometimes audiences just stare at you at these sort of festivals and it was one of those crowds with a woman who wouldn't like who filmed me off the top which was so uncomfortable and weird why and why I, off the top i want i want to have it and I was like, what? And it was like one of those things where like I tried to even do crowd work. <laughs> That's such a drunk like, person thing to say. I I wanna I wanna have it. I it wanna, was so I wanna weird. Have there, was something, there was something else going on that I'm una- I don't know what what it was, mm. but some something was up. And uh and then like two drunk ass ladies popped in and they were just so unfun. Yeah. And a lot of uh like oh you think yeah? Oh th- do you think you're crazy? Oh, you have a crazy friend, Michelle, and you're like, Ugh. I hope Michelle gets struck by lightning, and I'm there. Like it's just like fuck you, it's, Michelle. Uh, you know, something that bothers me about doing what annoys me when I meet those people is like I think of a house party when I meet those people, or like a bar situation, phenomenal. and you you get caught with them, and all you're looking for is someone to pass them off to. That's you just wait, and then you grab someone. You go, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" Oh, this, and then you start a conversation between them, and then you just leave. And you just—it's like it's like that. Uh, what what was the? I think it's it follows that horror movie where the ghost is passed on by a, an STD. And uh, what a fucking terrifyingly hilarious fucking! Oh my god, how much cocaine was done to come up with that idea? It's one of the but it's the ghost. The movie starts with like I think it's like like a a girl is like tied to a chair. And again, she would like wakes up and the guy goes, listen, I'm really sorry, but this is what's about to happen to you. And I needed to pass it on. And this ghost just moves real or like demon or whatever moves real slow, never runs. It's not a 28 days later zombie just moves real slow to wherever you are. And it, you just got to keep moving. And the only way you can get rid of it is by fucking someone and passing that shit along. Hilarious. And so he explains it and then he points at the thing. He goes, there it is. And then he sets her free and he's like, I'm so sorry. Good luck. Bye. And the movies are trying to like get rid of it. And that's, that's how I feel about those people. At the party is just like, I need to pass this on to someone. Else. There's no stopping this, but Here's I refuse I to do. be responsible for it. But you can't do that in stand up because you're on stage. <laughs> Here's also how I would fix the premise of that movie is if I got that ghost, I'd head immediately to a cancer ward of a hospital. Mm. And I would be like, who, who, let me, and I would explain the situation. I'd be like, who here is very close to death and would like to try something crazy? Mm. You want to see a ghost? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who, wants to see you ghost? Get... who wants to die of something other than cancer? This is the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants to leave their family with a lasting, terrifying memory? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Let's get great. Like, why? Like, that's the, that, the problem with that movie is like, I don't like, it's such a dick that he was like, oh, I'm going to flick this on a living person as opposed to it's like, let me go to, if this is the human race. We have so many places where people are oh, about no. to die. That's a point. I wonder if like, I wonder if anyone that had it in this, in the universe of It Follows ever tried um, to fuck a corpse just to see if the ghost would just like disappear. Yeah, it just 
Also, horror movies have really taken a turn. I call it the orphaning. And when like horror movies went from uh like kind of like cheap ridiculous where it's like they're at a summer camp and one of them is a chainsaw and now every poster is like darkened eyes and it's like the most terrifying story ever if you shake hands with someone your entire family gets cancer and you watch them die Mm. and there's nothing you can do because of the reverend yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's 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 one that came out that's coming out, I think, real soon. That I, is very silly to me, just title alone, and it's called "The Pope's Exorcist." And Ooh. I want you to guess, guess who? Very famous, very famous, very famous actor um, was more French famous Stewart. in the early two thousands. Who do you Stewart. think plays the Exorcist? French Stewart. French Stewart. No, absolutely hilarious choice. That would be incredible. Action guy, action, action movie guy. Topher Grace. (laughs) He does not. He reluctantly played Spider-Man and I'll never forgive him for that. He played played Venom, you piece of shit. Did he? Oh, yeah. Who is Tobey Maguire is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. By the way, I watched uh, Venom, the Carnage one. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. I mean, did you watch the original Venom one? I did, yeah. And that was like, that was bad, but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. And I think because... it was very watchable. It was a really, it was a really watchable piece of shit. Like it yeah. was just. Tom Hardy is the least likable, likable man I've ever met in my entire life. When I found it, like he is descendant from like the guy who looked at the globe and then looked at the king and went, "An empire." Like that's what, like, and you're really? just seeing. Tom, yeah, I think like Tom Hardy is like, like, like that level of like posh in England where you're like, "What now?" And it's like. Oh yeah, like Versailles was my great granddad's idea, and you're like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! And listen, uh, you're still watching Behind the. Ba- oh no, you don't like Behind the Bastards. They did Coco Chanel. Uh, oh yeah, this week. Oh my god! But they also go way to like the British aristocracy's ties <laughs> to the Nazis. They loved the Nazis. They loved them some Nazis. They made a great logical point, too, which is that to them, the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia was a particularly scary because, like, they're like, wait, who got killed? And they were like, wait, us? Yeah. And, <laughs> and because they were anti Semitic and they couldn't fathom that, like, peasants did it, they were like, mm-hmm. must have been a Jewish conspiracy. And then the Nazis were like, Hey, you guys seem like you hate left-wing politics and Jews. And they were like, you had us at Jews. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the end of my sentence. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say kiss me, but we also hate those people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hey, even though a lot of us are. Come on. Welcome to the British posh people. The amount of double-breasted suits. Yeah, I've been. I, I this morning I was. I can't. I don't know why it came up. I think I was listening to Fever Dreams and. Um, I was just, I was thinking a lot about how many Nazis showed up to right-wing protests. Like there was that, like the anti-trans one in New Zealand recently, uh, a bunch of Nazis showed up and were throwing their hands around and all the, all the turfs were like, yay, (laughs) just loving you go like, how do you, how do you justify, how do you not kick the shit out of the Nazis that show up to your rally. And it was the same with the anti-vax stuff in Canada. Like we had Nazis showing up to that. And how do they not get a kicking? That's like a classic. Am I like just listening to too much old punk, but like a Nazi shows up and you, you beat their ass as a group. Well, we met a Nazi and we didn't beat his ass. That's true. He had just bribed us though. He certainly did, and it bo- you weren't going to drink it, and I opened it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I stand by that. Um, I stand by it completely. It's not so much a bribe; like we, it was more that we read the situation and went. Sometimes passive resistance is totally fine. I completely let me mm-hmm. put it this way: I wouldn't necessarily beat a Nazi's ass, but if I had a protest and the Nazi showed up and we're like, "We're here to back you up," and I'd be like, "You guys, get the fuck out of here!" I can literally be like. Could someone please hmm. write a sign that says they're not with us? Like that's the like you have to distance yeah. yourself from the Nazis. That's the, yeah. I mean, and you're here to protest the, anyway. Why not protest the Nazis that showed up? You're already in protest mode. Just be against one other thing that's super easy to be against. Guess what's going to make your cause look better? Telling Nazis in, to go fuck themselves. 
I'm not trying to do my show here, but back in my day, you could just call someone a Nazi and no one would go, hey, you know what I mean? Everyone would just mm-hmm. go, yeah, probably a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. You know, we didn't throw it around. That's the thing. Actually, you know what? That's not true. We did, and we were never wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not wrong now. We're not wrong now. No. no. I I do miss calling people grammar Nazis, et cetera, et cetera. That was very fun. And also really mm-hmm. toned down the grammar correction, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I mean, you know know which one they mean when it's there, there, or there. You know which one. Yeah, really need. But get it right, you know. Unless you're dyslexic, get it right. Reader's privilege. No, some effort in. Writer's privilege. You know, if you got, if you got a, you know, if you got, if you got some of the, if you got some of the jumbled letter problems, fair dues. But if you're an adult, there you go. What you just said. So that's that's just, what I think of the, the the lack of uh, attention to communication. It's all we have, guys. It's what it's what connects our inner to our outer. We have so much more. Uh, my I was, asshole I, connects I, to your outer. How about that, asshole? Listen to me. Would, we have nine minutes left, and with nine minutes left, I just want to say this: Welcome, podcast listeners, to the Untitled Twitch stream. Let's start the show. Um, we have. How did we get thirty six minutes already? Jesus Christ! Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Hi everyone! The title of Twitch stream. I'm John Hastings. That's Chris Best. That's Lady Madison. Uh, she's at Easter Island. She's seeing those heads. Yeah, she's she's trying to figure out if all the heads have big fat butts underneath the ground. She's writing a postdoctoral on it. I love that they just dug those heads up and they're like, yeah, they're just statues. I was like, that makes me so fucking happy. Have I? Did I go in? I. This was a while ago, but I just I just got all my books back. Not all of them, but all the ones that I had in Toronto, which feels it feels so nice. And um, uh, I forgot that I had one called Aku Aku, which is about people that went to Easter Island to like just learn about it. And in the history of it, um, I hate them and I hate you. He talks about he talks about this like this thing that happened where the first the first like I, I think they were Portuguese like e- European recorded contact with the uh, Easter Island people they shut up and there was like 12 people and the Portuguese were pretty chill with the Easter Islanders they were like hey what's going on they just you know met exchanged a couple things bounced very pleasant experience and so next like so this was written about and then I think the English showed up maybe like 70 years later and all of a sudden there were hundreds of these fucking people on the island and the British went dope and took a bunch of them and mm-hmm. killed a bunch of other ones because they're mm-hmm. British. And um, and then about mm-hmm. 80 years later, a, a, a maybe French, maybe Spaniards showed up and 12 mm-hmm. fucking people. And what it turns out is they had like this Viet Cong level underground civilization where it was all like tunnels and rooms and the the entrances were all blocked off so you couldn't find them if you didn't know where they were. And so it was like the first time, suspicious, met these Portuguese guys, sent out 12 people. Everyone else is underground, just waiting to see what happens. The people come back, they go, those dudes are actually pretty dope. Boat people rule, it turns out. They came back, the English, fucked it for everybody, and uh, took a bunch of them. And they were like, never again. And so then the next boat came, 12 guys again. But now they're like, now they were exploring all the stuff. And it's like, the underground civilization level is remarkable and i love that not only did they build these big heads but they were like we don't want to live around these ugly heads let's go underground let's fucking let's go deep i also what i like is of course the english fucked it of Of course course. like of course it's a a, of course the portuguese show up yeah the portuguese is the core not the corgi what's portugal is the labrador of europe it improves all situations no they had a pretty vicious colonial history Oh, come on, Chris. We're talking only in uh where is Easter Island exactly? I always get confused. It's midway. It's just in the middle of nowhere on the way to the Americas. 
Yeah, okay, that's right. That's where I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about North America. We're talking only uh, everyone's record in the ocean, and the Portuguese were the best when they were on the ocean. I feel like you have no evidence to back that up, and it's just a feeling because you like custard. Correct. uh, And chicken. Uh, (laughs) And statues. They also had some excellent statues in Lisbon. Oh, are they... Are they Portuguese statues, though, John? Yeah, they looked pretty homegrown. They were attached to churches. Like, it felt like vibe, you know what I mean? Okay. It didn't have have a British Museum vibe. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, in that same way that whenever you're in, like, Switzerland or Sweden, you can really tell, like, oh, you guys did this part yourself because it's so very done by you. Like, you know how certain Mm. countries, like, certain things, like, only you guys would do this. I I had that feeling in Vienna when I was out there doing shows. And I looked around and I was like, this this lives here. There's a lot of naked kids pissing into fountains made I really of wish marble. I, I wish I'd gone to Vienna or Salzburg. Oh, well, yeah, I did, Salzburg. I did both. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very, very cool cities. What did you do in Salzburg? Stand up. I told the, the jokes. Who brought you to Salzburg? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. I can see him. I, I remember him because he was really annoyed that he promised me a hotel and then I wanted a hotel. So he promised it to me. I got to, I got to, I got to Austria and he brought me to, he picked me up at the airport, brought me to his apartment. And then we're hanging out with like his wife and his kid. And it was all very nice. And he's like, you know, maybe I won't get a hotel tonight. You can just sleep on our couch. And I was like, no man, I want that hotel. That was part of the deal. And then he gave me, he gave me a hotel that was so far from town. I could see the horizon. Do you know how far out of a major city you have to be Such to see the horizon? I hate how much <laughs> comedians in Britain like to party for a certain period of time because the amount of promoters that then would be like, I usually just get fucked up with the comedian. And you're like, I don't want to do that, man. It sounds no. really sad and weird. Yeah, and you're not fun. Yeah, you're the least fun human being that's ever existed. It's like it, when I when I went to Estonia, like the guy that booked it was like he was nice enough. He was kind of odd, but he was nice. But he wasn't fun. But the comics that were like my guides, I guess, that had taken it mm. upon themselves to be like, Chris is coming from the UK. It was nice. They'd watch my videos. They were like, they liked my work. So they were excited that I was coming. And they then were they were fun. just like, we are going to, we'll, we'll take care of Chris. Don't worry about it. And I was so glad they did because they were really fun. And we had a fucking uh, blast. But they were comics. They weren't promoters they were oh my god i never will forget when one of when i figured out one of the people that was the promoter for the was estonia gigs he was talking about he was like oh i just came back from my girlfriend's graduation i was like university (laughs) and he was like nope and i was like oh god oh jesus mother of god it was that that good looking guy no i wouldn't say he was good looking oh then this is that's a different guy i was working because this guy was like canonically handsome no at like 100 percent not oh, okay different guy very different yeah. guy yeah because there was there was two there was like the original guys and then there was the other other original guys because basically a bunch of guys started bringing stand-ups to estonia mm. and one guy then kind of just took it over and did all the work and then the other one started splinter factions to compete fascinating right. situation that sounds right yeah yeah it was i loved it there i can't wait to go back uh, I, I don't missed. Think I don't think they bring in English people anymore because they. Built Did you? Up yeah, they don't have to. They're making enough money, but I think I think you can still like you can make it work. Like they'll they'll make a call for you. They might not organize the whole thing like they did, but they can help you out with a couple things. Um, that, is not, that is not how I understood it. But if it is, if I'm wrong, let me know. Did you see um, this study that came out that uh, Americans, the the longest living Americans, live less than people in Blackpool? Go ahead. That's so funny. Yeah, that came. And what I loved about it, so yeah, they were like, they were charting uh, average lifespan and they were like across all earnings, every income in the UK uh, or in the States, the average life expectancy is similar or lower to that of Blackpool, which is the lowest in the UK. And what I, the the whole thing, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a dunk on the States, but it just felt like they were really really shitting on blackpool with it they <laughs> just like that's good and you believe fucking blackpool Ugh. <laughs> it was so silly 
I wonder how that's possible, though, because I don't know. Although America has a shitload of people, and the problem is so many parts of it just do not have health care coverage. Like but that's California, why it was across income levels, though. So even like rich people. Yeah, but even to a certain point, like you can't exhaust all your money. Like that's the thing is, if you are before Obamacare, this is also mm-hmm. anything before Obamacare, that like it's like, oh, you had cancer 20 years ago. Oh, that turns out to be a pre-existing condition for this cancer. So we're not insuring you for future cancer treatments. And you're like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah. So see in hell. Like I paid seven yeah. grand for something that was like a hundred grand. And it's not like seven grand's no money. Seven grand is not. And this is very important to stress. Yeah. No money. And I mean, hundred grand, that's like, that's the rest of your life. That's you're paying this until you die of whatever it is that came of the thing they fixed. But incorrect. You're seven grand. A, a little something called bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> but like that. Which actually would have been hilarious because uh, in the United States, as a green card holder, not legally allowed to cl- declare bankruptcy. So what oh, I would wow. have done to pay it off or leave the States. Or uh, the other thing is you write a letter of hardship to the hospital because California at least is like moral and has not passed laws that make it so um, you have to pay. So California is one of the places where they 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 fix you and then they bill you. Okay, there's a bunch of places where you have to prove you can pay first. Yeah, yeah. And isn't there like the the I've been reading a lot about. just ask for an itemized bill whenever you go to a hospital in the States. Just be like, I just want an itemized bill. I just want everything to be laid out. And immediately your bill goes down by like 40%. Just just for that. That's like, it's like bloatware on a computer. You just, they just drop all the extra stuff all of a sudden. Bill goes way down. And you're I like, oh, cool. They just give you an itemized bill. Oh, okay. I mean, that might be part of your insurance thing. Because... A lot of these people are just like, yeah, I just got a bill that basically said health, 80 grand. <laughs> and they're like, no, I want all this broken down into how much the scan cost and how much those Q-tips cost me and all this. Stuff. And they're like, $50. Take yeah, the it's also, what's also crazy is it's also state to state. So like California is weirdly, I don't know, not better. Well, the thing is, is that because California is so big and is the breadbasket of the country, like there's a bunch of like social welfare they just have to do because if it's like, well, a bunch of these people don't show up to work, then there's no oranges. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the weird thing, like because there's certain like America thing. It's also that weird thing of America's economic recovery is so far ahead in some ways than the rest of the world, just because America just does not stop buying shit. Like, just mm. turn that a co- like it is fucking nuts. Buying stuff is fun. I got I got very tired the other day and looked up this brand that I really love. They have a T-shirt that just fits me really well, and there's never any logos on their shit. It's just like nice colors and a good fit and durable. Uh, They're called the Only in Sons. I love them. And they're only really available in Europe. And the Bay was selling it for a while, but I don't think anyone bought it. So I just looked. I was like, I need some T-shirts. So I looked on the Bay website. Everything was clearance. So I bought like three T-shirts and a couple sweaters and uh, all this, all, uh, a shanket, a shacket, which jacket. is like a shirt, a shirt jacket. It's a shirt um, jacket. It's basically we finally are moving away from hoodies, and they've just made basically jackets that are as thick as shirts, shirts that are as thick as jackets. It's, yeah, it's a uh, but it's like it's nice like black corduroy thing. I think it'll look cool. Uh, but uh, they buying that it was like I woke up the next morning and I was like, did I buy something last night? And like a, I was so tired, I was delirious phase, I mean, and I checked and I was like, thank God it was good and on sale. Like buying stuff is very I mean, nice. There was a time in the pandemic where you were buying some wild baseball gear. Buddy, that jersey showed up with all my books. It was in my bag that Andrew Barr held on for me. And I pulled it out and I was like, man, what a silly purchase this was. What an absolutely ridiculous, I need some sort of dopamine hit by that I don't, I still don't remember. I was so drunk when I bought it. Oh, well, we did. We really did some wild shit in that pandemic, didn't we? And we'll talk about that. On next week's, this week's next episode. Wednesday's episode. Thanks for watching, everybody. We love you. 
down joke there. I don't know if Chris can unmute himself. I don't think you love can. to see it. You love to see it. No, it's good. I like the countdown. And uh, before we, of course, sign off, we should, uh, and this is important to stress, we got to go through, I'm going to go through one more clip. There's, there's one more. It's an unsung I, hero. It is. It's not coming. What the hell? That's so funny. Old French. It's not even words that French people use anymore. It's all Quebec French. What was that? Did everyone see that? Like, <laughs> Has it been determined what that was? She was daydreaming about someone that whose teeth she wants to lick. I think. Because she wasn't specific. She wasn't specific, but she just got like the horn hard in just like a very swift moment. And uh, uh, it was visible to everybody. Imagine wearing your feelings quite that openly. That's a freedom that I may never know. Is it free? I mean, it's a kind of freedom. You then become a prisoner yeah. of the repercussions, but uh, in the moment, mm. very free. I, I love Prisoner of the Repercussions' first album. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, it was. It was a very uh, uh, smashing, early Smashing Pumpkins uh, influenced, but they really took it to a new level. Here's my question. Was Ashley actually thinking about someone that she had the horn for and she wanted to lick their teeth? Uh, I don't know specifically wanted to lick their teeth, but I was just using that as a euphemism for more uh, explicit sexual acts. Mm. Yes. I gotta tell you, I would rather hear about explicit sexual acts. We're going to talk about this in the next thing. Because here's the thing. I'd rather hear about more explicit sexual acts than someone licking teeth. Like, oh, someone got a blowjob. What is this, Wednesday? Oh, someone was in here licking teeth. Well, we better call the police because someone has lost their mind. And I was literally like, what are you actually on about, Chris? Have you have you ever licked someone's teeth before? Goodbye. Penis <laughs> into her vagina. That's all. Still live. Still live. Did not end the record. Penis into her vagina.